Jack LaLanne once said, Exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together, and you've got a kingdom. Get ready to have it all. This is the All for One Podcast. You're about to get honest, accurate information about training and nutrition to not only achieve your goals, but to go beyond. Go beyond. Everything you need to make it to the kingdom. This is the All for One Podcast. And now your host, personal trainer and nutrition coach, Aaron Armstrong. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of my All For One podcast here today. We're doing a Q&A as per usual on the Friday as I have a list of questions from you guys off Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms and my in clients asking me questions uh, to help them overcome some of the issues they have been running into. Uh, my name is Aaron Armstrong, a fitness PT here in Australia. I do all my best to answer these sort of questions for you to help you get to the next level of your training and to stop you from plateauing, getting injured, and getting involved with misinformation. Uh, Today's questions are going to be foot stance when squatting. What is the best stance for squatting? The next one is going to be wrist pain when pressing. Uh, How to fix this? Following that is going to be struggling to stay in a deficit. I'm over consuming. Please help. Uh, And then the next one is going to be how to deal with gym anxiety when it's busy. This is one of my questions that one of my clients was dealing with very recently. And this is how we overcame it and I've overcome it in the past and how we're going to overcome it in the future. And then the last one, why don't you like motivation? Just fucking do it videos. Uh, And I'll get into more details on that. But getting up to scratch with my life, because I need to talk about myself for a little bit before I can help you guys out, of course, uh, as you know this already. Well, my life has been going pretty goddamn good. Like I said, a lot of things have been happening. My new car is two, three months away, probably maybe a little bit longer, depending on how things go. But I'm super duper excited to see how that goes. I just got a phone call from someone, but I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave you for a moment and I will get back to you ASAP. But yeah, going into kind of the Q&A today, let's just go straight in, no messing around, let's just go straight in, is foot stance for squats. What is the best squatting stance? Is it narrow? Is it wide? Is it sideways, front, back, toes in, toes out? There's so many questions I get from people on this topic and it's very dependent on you. So how can somebody work this out without a trainer like myself walking them through every step, making sure that everything's positioned properly? Well, I preferably like to get people to just play around with a few different types of stances. We start with whatever feels most comfortable with them and then we might make micro adjustments moving forward from then. One of the most common things is people trying to squat too narrow and their heels jump off the floor due to their limited ankle and hip mobility. I generally just get them to start with a wider stance and as they become more mobile, if they like and if it's more comfortable, they can gradually over time narrow this stance. But it is no, it is not better to squat one way or the other. It is very dependent on what works best for you. And a very good uh, determining width and stance for you can be determined by how deep you can get into the squat and how deep you can get into the squat without your heels lifting off the ground or without any tension on the knees or the lower back. So how do we look at this? Well, let's say that, hi, I've come in and met you. All right, we're going to do some squatting today. I'm going to take you upstairs. We're going to load you up with the bar. We're just going to start with the barbell. Assuming you're doing barbell squats, this works for body weight as well. So just play around with it. Uh, What I'm going to be looking for is I just get them to set up what they are naturally 
what their natural stance for the squat is, and then I kind of take it from there. So I just tell them to take a nice slow squat down to the bottom and then drive up as you usually would, and we'll kind of go from there. So let's say that you've come into me in the gym and we're going through this right now, and I see that you start with a very narrow, narrow stance, and as you squat down, immediately your heels start to jump off the ground. Well, obviously, like I said before, this is a indicator of ankle and hip mobility restriction, and we want to just try and get you feeling as comfortable as we can to start off with. And then we start you, then we, then I say, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a wider stance, point your toes out slightly. And usually what will happen in this instance is uh, if they have that restricted mobility, mobility, like I said, that wider stance is actually going to be a lot more comfortable for them because they're not going to have to rely as much on their ankle and hip mobility to get down to proper depth. And usually this feels a lot better. But let's say that we still do the wider stance and their heels are still jumping off just a little bit off the ground. What do we need to do? Well, we need to do exactly what I just said, an ankle and hip mobility test and do some mobility stuff to open everything up and then retest the squat, which should make it feel a lot better. But the kind of point of this is to determine which is best suited for them. Uh, you want to be looking to see if are the, the knees caving in, are the legs leaning inwards when you are squatting. If this is the case, there's a few variations you can do. You can either do uh, turning the knees out the whole time while you're squatting, and if that fixes it, perfect. If it does not, maybe you're squatting a little bit too too wide and try a narrow stance. And again, look for that heel elevation and that those knees caving in. Uh, if you struggle with kind of like either, either of these and you need like an actual opinion from me, feel free to send me a video of you squatting. I'm always happy to have a look and give you some feedback on that. But yeah, basically what you should be doing is exactly that. Like just self-assessing if you don't have the money or the anyone to kind of show you how to walk through is start with the wide uh start with that narrow stance or whatever natural stance you usually do look squat down nice and slow see if you have any heel elevation or if the knees cave in if the heels elevate widen that stance if the heels after the widened stance is completed if they no longer lift you're in a better position and it should feel more comfortable and you should be a lot stronger uh, and then the second thing is going to be do the knees cave in if the knees cave in we want to keep pushing the knees out and trying to create what we call torque in powerlifting and in the gym. Uh, this is going to load everything a lot more stro stronger, a lot more effectively, and it will yeah, ultimately make you more comfortable in your squat as well. Because you're going to have more muscles working and firing the way that they should, and you're not going to be putting stress on the joints themselves. Uh, but like I said, if you still struggle after making a few adjustments, those heels elevate, the knees cave in, you need to have a look at your mobility on your hips and your ankles. Search up literally ankle mobility, ankle mobility exercises and a million things will pop up for you. Same with the hips. Hip mobility, a million things will pop up for you and we'll get that sorted. Uh, and play around with it, see if it feels better. If it does, great. If it doesn't, send me a video of you doing one and I'll be more than happy to help. I hope that helps. So the end note on that is it depends on so many factors. So just have a little play around with. See what feels most comfortable for you, what you can get the most amount of depth with comfortably without any of those compromises like I listed before. Next is going to be wrist pain when pressing. A very, very common thing, uh, especially in bench pressing, overhead pressing, any sort of thing involving that pressing, pushing motion is people's wrists get pain. A very common factor of this is they kind of let the, the grip go really, really loose and they just let the bar sit into their hand, which causes instability in their wrists and makes everything from the wrist below really unstable and it needs to, uh, it's constantly compensating throughout the entirety of the movement. Uh, for example, on bench press, I get people to squeeze the fuck out of the bar. This is going to engage your forearms. This is going to get your, your arms, your, your hands 
a lot more engaged in the movement, supporting that wrist a lot more than if you just kind of like let it let it loose. Now, there are people who bench with their wrist fully turned back, and that is totally fine as long as you have adapted yourself to do it. But generally speaking, you should aim to keep that wrist in a nice neutral position and just focus on squeezing the fuck out of the bar through your forearms and through your hands, and that should generally fix the problem for overhead pressing and bench pressing as well. And if that kind of sounds like you, Give those two things a go and let me know if that if that helps. Then another thing with that can be controlling the weight is people dropping the weight too fastly down to the bottom and their wrist actually catches all the impact at the bottom because again, they're not engaging it properly. So nice slow tempo work down to the bottom of whatever the pressing movement you are doing is and driving up, squeezing the fuck out of the bar to ensure that you are can be avoiding this sort of situation in the future if not now. The next thing is gonna be struggling to stay in a deficit. So this person here is over consuming in the calories and they have been trying to be in a deficit, but they are constantly finding themselves uh, above it. And this is kind of a, a good rule of thumb. If you are getting liquid calories in at the moment when you're trying to be in a deficit, remove the liquid calories. Uh, usually the liquid calories are a lot easier to consume and get in, which is probably one of the main reasons why you could be going over your deficit if you were in one. Uh, because when it is, it is a lot harder to eat your calories straight from food, especially if you've never really done that before. So a lot of the time, people get extra calories in from shakes, smoothies, etc. And these things can be anywhere from like 200 to over a thousand calories, depending on what you put in it, depending on the intention that you were trying to do. But it is, it is very common that I see people getting a lot more of their calories or those extra calories, let's say, from liquid uh, from liquid choices, which is totally fine. But if you're trying to be in a deficit, cut out the liquid calories and just get it more so through your food. And you will find that way easier in order to stay in that deficit or not at least go over it. Yeah. And kind of on the flip side of that, I'm not branching off here a little bit, but it is going to be, if you're trying to be in a surplus liquid calories, like I said, they're super easy to get in. You can pack in so much. Uh, so you should look to get liquid calories in if you cannot get it all in through food. Same problem, just on the other side of the equation. Let me know if that helps. Uh, I hope you yeah, I hope you make progress with that. The next one is gonna be, oh, I just had some people sign up with me just recently and they have a little bit of that kind of anxiety going into the gym. Look, they are younger guys and that is completely normal. I remember when I first started training at the gym, I was extremely anxious, I was extremely insecure. I felt so out of place, didn't feel like I belonged there, I felt like everyone was judging me. And it was just a really uncomfortable situation. Um, and I totally get it. So what I used to do, and this is what I would recommend for them to do as well, is I would uh, try and challenge myself on the anxiety level a little bit. Uh, I get more anxious when there was more. I used to get more anxious when there was more people there. But as I become, as I developed more and got gained more confidence and spent more time in the gym, that slowly, slowly over time started to fade until I walk around the gym like it's my fucking house now. And I really don't give a damn uh, what anyone else is doing in there. It doesn't faze me. It doesn't make me feel insecure or insignificant or anything. Uh, but it's just over that time of slowly getting used to the environment. Um, so what I would suggest, if you anyone has anxiety of getting into the gym, go when it's quiet and slowly build yourself up from there. If you find yourself feeling a lot more at ease when it is quiet, say you train for a couple of months and let's say the capacity of the gym is like 30% when you go at a quiet hour time, which is like, can be like 6.30 to 7. Uh, and you find that so much easier to go to the gym. And then over time, you feel really comfortable when it's quiet. If you need to go earlier, your capacity to deal with that sort of anxiety will be increased because you've been so consistent because there's still people there, but there's just less. So you'll be able to build on that a little bit easier the next time you try and challenge yourself to go at a different time if you need to. 
Uh, that's definitely my number one thing for trying to deal with that sort of stuff. And also just understand that everyone is there working on themselves. So people, there's always going to be one or two people who are just absolutely dicks, maybe looking at you, comparing you, all that sort of thing. But you should just be comparing yourself to who you were uh, a month ago, two months ago, half a year ago in training, not comparing yourself to, to who someone else is who is not comparing yourself to who someone else is today who could be have trained for 10 plus years and you've only trained for half a year. Like that's a stupid comparison. You shouldn't be doing that. Compare yourself to who you were a couple of months ago or, or a year ago, not who someone else is today. Uh, hopefully that helps you on that one. But just do that and it should be it should be a big help. Now, the final question and the one that I might get a little bit of hate for is why don't you like motivational just fucking do it videos? Well, this like I see the value in that initial short-term motivation, right? I th I've talked about this many times before on here so far, even though this is episode 49, I think. Holy crap, we're getting close. We might have to do something for episode 50, but we'll see. Uh, but the thing is, like, just fucking do it videos are really good. It gets you up, gets you going where you want to be, but it doesn't keep you there in that medium to long term, right? Because, oh, just fucking do it. It's temporary motivation. You show up, you do whatever you wanted to do for a very short amount of time, and then you find yourself later when you're having a bad day, just too overwhelmed or or it's just like a kind of a couple of week duration of motivation that fades and you just kind of relapse into what you were doing before until you watch another video that's like, dude, just fucking do it. Just get to the gym. I'm sick of your excuses. It's like, yeah, dude, everyone has fucking excuses, but this is a better way to kind of deal with it. Well, it's like, what is the least amount you can commit to at the moment that you feel like you'll be able to commit to across time and you scale it down to an amount that is actually scalable and buildable in the future? Uh, that you can start straight away. Kind of what I mean, what I mean by this exactly is, for example, uh, when people get into the gym, they want to go in five, ten, five days a week, and that's simply too much for what they're capable of doing. And they end up just being really good for like a week or two, and then they fall off and they relapse and they stop gymming for a couple of months and then get back into it and do the same thing over and over again. Well, I just start people on a very low baseline level of commitment, like two, like one to three days. Three is like on the high end if they're really, really committed and they, and they want to do something. Um, but yeah, that's what I start them on. And from there, we just get them going consistent on those set days. And then the, the question will eventually come is, oh, I, I think I'm ready to come in another day. This happened just recently with one of my one of my clients. He's He was training two days a week. And then he said, oh, what can I be doing on this third day? Because I want to come in another day. Is that okay? And obviously, I was like, hell fucking yes, that is okay. Feel free to do whatever you want. And the kind of the point of this as well is you will know when you are ready to go in because, you know, you'll either become more motivated or it'll be easier to fit it in. And then when you want to add that extra day in, you can because you have built yourself up enough to want to do that. Uh, I hope that kind of helps with it just because those, like I said, those short-term, that short-term motivation, those just fucking do it videos, no excuse, get pumped up. Very short-term res results will kind of come to you and you're just going to find yourself in that negative loop of up and down training when you should be looking for something that is super sustainable across time. Let me know if that helped you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Have a great weekend and I'll see you around. Bye. Been listening to the all for one podcast it's aaron's passion to give you honest accurate information when it comes to training and nutrition we want you to achieve your goals we hope you've enjoyed the show make sure to like rate and review it we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on instagram at all for one underscore pt for questions comments or suggestions send an email to all for one pt at gmail.com and find us on facebook 
Facebook at All For One PT. We'll leave you with a quote from Gabe Grunewald. It's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to give up on yourself or your dreams. 